Good day. From the Bertrandless Chronicles, this is News Flyer for June 18th, 2022. I'm Jason Smith, and we have a lot of tragedies involving historic bridges in this week's podcast, especially in connection with the massive flooding, which devastated much of Yellowstone National Park and destroyed dozens of structures. Yet one historic bridge is receiving national recognition for its design, and another is about to get a much-needed makeover. Here are some stories you'll be listening to in this podcast. Massive flooding devastates Yellowstone National Park and wipes out many roads and bridges. The latest in this podcast. Two bridges collapse, one in Romania, which is being investigated because of structural flaws, and another in Mexico because of carelessness. Major highway bridge in Chesapeake Bay to be replaced, but the old bridge will not go down without a fight. Historic 200-year-old iron bridge in England to be rehabilitated, and an historic lift bridge in Michigan gets national honors, and the communities it connects are celebrating. Plus, we honor Queen Elizabeth II. Now the news. Gardner, Montana. State and federal officials are assessing the damage that was caused by the deluge of the century. During the weekend going into Monday and Tuesday, heavy rains combined with late spring snow melt caused massive flooding which laid waste in anything that was in the way. Especially the hardest hit areas were directly in Yellowstone National Park and the surrounding areas in Wyoming and Montana as well as along the Yellowstone River and its tributaries. There, floodwaters caused massive erosion and mudslides, wiping out thousands of miles of roads, as well as dozens of bridges. Dozens of communities in the area were underwater within a matter of minutes, and many homes and businesses were either flooded out or destroyed. Officials on Sunday had to close down Yellowstone National Park to incoming visitors, and have since been working on evacuating campers who had been in the park before the deluge, but with many roads and bridges having been destroyed, many of them were airlifted out of the area. The National Park Service has since reopened the southern half of the Yellowstone National Park, but the northern half has been shut down for the remainder of the summer tourist season as crews assess the area is impacted by the deluge, which includes rebuilding roads and bridges that were washed out or, or even compromised. You'll find a tour guide on Yellowstone's bridges in the news flyer as well as in the Chronicles tour guide page. One historic bridge, as of right now, that's been confirmed lost is the Carbilla Bridge, a Parker through truss bridge with the A-frame portal bracings spanning the Yellowstone River on Tom Minor Road, just off U.S. Highway 89, northwest of the park near Gardner. The bridge was built in 1918, but had no chance against the raging floodwaters as it was knocked off its foundations and floated downstream. A video of the event, which happened on Monday, can be found in the news flyer. It was on the National Register of Historic Places. Other bridges along the Yellowstone were also wiped out by floods, but at the present time, no for further information has come out. But you'll find that later on in the Bridge Hunters Chronicles as well as in BridgeHunter.com. Sagna Nim County, Romania. Criminal investigators are looking into what caused the collapse of a major highway bridge spanning the River Siret in eastern Romania. The Luca Bridge was built in the 1990s and was a multiple-span beam bridge whose pylons stick out above the roadway supporting it. It carried State Highway 207A and connected Luca with Sagna. On June 9th, a truck and van were crossing the bridge when the structure suddenly collapsed, sending occupants into the water. The truck driver had to be taken to the hospital for injuries. The bridge was opened six months ago and had passed many stress tests prior to its opening on November 21, 2021 according to a statement by the Nimp County Council. The collapse happened after the bridge had undergone an extensive two-year rehabilitation project, which started on June 23rd of 2020, and was supposed to have been completed by July of this year. Its reopening came six months earlier than planned, 
and officials are now trying to figure out whether the completion of the project was too premature or if there were some other structural deficiencies that may have contributed to the bridge's collapse that were ignored by the construction firm responsible for the 10 million euro project. The bridge is located northeast of Roman and north of the nearest city of Batka. Cuenavaca, Mexico. As many as 25 people were injured when a pedestrian suspension bridge collapsed during a grand reopening ceremony. The suspension bridge was fixed in 2017 as part of the project to revitalize the natural area. The bridge, located in Parque Barranca del Almanco, spanned many streams and connected two paved pathways on the Paseo Ribeiro, a tourist walk in the park that had been closed for about four years. Initial reports said that the bridge, made of wooden boards and metal chains, had been renovated as part of the larger rehabilitation project in the park, which was located in the Amanalco Canyon. This was later retracted by saying that a nearby footpath replaced the one that was destroyed in 2017 during an earthquake that happened in the area, and that the suspension bridge was not included in the project. The shallow setting above the ravines was a blessing when dozens of people attended the grand reopening event on June 9th. There, one or two people were jumping on the bridge decking, resulting in the immediate collapse of the suspension bridge. The possibility of too many people on the bridge was also not ruled out. Fortunately, no deaths were reported, but most of the injuries that happened were of broken bones and bruises. Even the mayor and his family members, plus the members of the town council, were among the injured. Uh, the former soccer, Mexican soccer star, Cuerpo Blanco, mentioned that, uh, that in a statement, I'm very sorry for the accident that the mayor of Cuernavaca, Jose Luis Ustoigüe, and his wife, working team and media correspondents, suffered moments ago during the inauguration of the Paseo Rebeño. I certainly hope there are no serious injuries. Close quote. As of right now, no charges have, have been filed, but the accident is being investigated. Cuernavaca is 90 minutes south of Mexico City along the Federal Highway 95D. Newburgh, Maryland. Construction is up and going the replacement of a major bridge in the Chesapeake Bay area between Maryland and Virginia, and the fate of the historic bridge is more or less sealed. The Nice Middleton Bridge is a continuous truss bridge with through arch main span and approach spans that feature the deck trusses. The bridge was opened to traffic in December of 1940 after taking two years to build it. It crosses the Potomac River and is the last crossing before emptying into Chesapeake Bay. The bridge carries U.S. Highway 301 and is owned by the Maryland Transportation Authority, MTA for short. The bridge was derived from Harry W. Nice, who governed Maryland from 1935 to 1939. It was dedicated in his memory in 1967. It was then changed to include Senator Mac Middleton in 2018 and henceforth have been named the Nice Middleton Bridge ever since. Construction of a new span located parallel to the historic bridge started in 2020, and according to latest information, the structure is 80% completed. At the same time, the cost for the new bridge has exploded to over $463 million, resulting in MTA to obtain a loan of over $200 million earlier this year. This has led to suggestions by some to salvage the historic structure and use it for bike and pedestrian traffic a notion which MTA has rejected, along with the communities of Newburgh and Dahlgren in Virginia. The $35 million for the bridge removal is included in the price of the bridge replacement. The new nice Middleton Bridge, which doesn't have a bike or pedestrian lane, will open in, May, in early 2023. The existing structure is scheduled to be demolished, with bridge parts being reused to create a new coral reef in Chesapeake Bay. 
Yet the removal plan will certainly be met with opposition. We'll ask the MTA and other officials to at least consider a feasibility study on repurposing the bridge for bikes and pedestrians. Staffordshire, England. Work is underway to restore a nearly two-century-old bridge in the village of Lichfield. The Shetwin Bridge is an iron bridge that was built in 1824 by Joseph Potter. It spans the River Thames near Coxa Lakes. Recent inspection reports revealed the iron arches and trusses are deteriorating. As a result, work is being carried out to refurbish the iron components and make other repairs to the bridge's decking and railing. The process will take approximately eight months, and when the bridge is reopened again, there will be a weight limit of 18 tons. This means trucks and other heavy equipment will be forced to take another structure. In the long term, the town council is planning a bypass bridge along Litchfield, which will be constructed and all traffic will be diverted from the Chetwin Bridge under that bridge. As soon as that happens, the historic bridge will then be repurposed as a bike and pedestrian crossing. When that project begins, remains open. The Chetwin Bridge is a grade two structure. You'll find the information on the bridge's history in the News Flyer article. And our last story in this podcast takes us to Michigan, specifically to the towns of Houghton and Hancock in Houghton County. Since 1960, the two communities have been connected with the Portage Lakes, Portage Lakes Vertical Lift Bridge. It's a double-decker vertical lift bridge that was built by the American Bridge Company section of U.S. Steel in 1960. The bridge has a total length of 1,310.1 feet, with the vertical lift span having a total length of 269 feet. The upper deck was originally for through traffic as U.S. Highway 41 crosses the structure. The lower deck was originally built for rail traffic, but it ceased operations in 1982. Since that time, the lower deck is being used for general traffic during the summer and for snowmobiles in the winter. The upper deck is used during the winter months when the vertical lift span is lowered to be on par with the lower deck. This weekend is a special occasion for the Portage Lake Bridge. It's being recognized on the national level for its unique engineering work. The bridge has been awarded the National Civil Engineering Landmark by the American Society of Civil Engineers. This was recognized in 2019 together with the State Historic Preservation Office's State Landmark Award. The ceremony, unfortunately, was delayed due to COVID-19. Now the communities will receive their plaques that will be placed on both sides of the bridge. The ceremony will coincide with the Bridge Fest that will take place between now and June 19th in both Houghton and Hancock. You'll find the information on the festival in the news flyer. Congratulations to the communities of Houghton and Hancock on receiving the prestigious National Award. And while we're on the same page, we have another congratulations to go out to. Queen Elizabeth II received international recognition this past weekend as well as during the week. The 96-year-old has been on the throne since 6 February 1952 and has since been declared the second longest living reigning monarch in world history, behind King Louis XIV, who ruled France from 1643 until his death in 1715. The Platinum Jubilee took place last weekend, but the sister column, the Flensburg Files, has been doing a tribute to the Queen. Check out the website and look at the stories that have been posted about Her Majesty, as well as some interesting facts, videos, and so forth. The Flensburg Files and the British Hunters Chronicles would like to both wish her a happy 70th anniversary and many, many thanks for making Britain as it is. God praise the Queen. Check out the Chronicles online and we have some stories to share with you. This includes the opening of a new crossing between China and Russia, plus a look at a very unique covered bridge in Georgia, the planned restoration of the Malalong Bridge, 
as well as a, as a history of E.L. Kennedy and Sons and how they left a mark for, in terms of building covered bridges in Indiana and beyond. Plus, we have some additional stories in social media. Subscribe to Chronicles directly online, as well as through its social media pages, including Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Reddit, and Twitter. And a reminder, contact U.S. representatives to pass a bill banning automatic weapons and other guns and providing some help for those who need it. Remember to make America safe again. And that's it for this edition of the Chronicles News Flyer. I'm Jason Smith, and we'll see each other again next week. Until then, happy bridge hunting, and happy trails till we meet again. Bye now.